Are you a mother, father or you are involved in caring for children? If yes, then listen to Ask the Pediatricians every Thursday by 10 a.m. for insightful discussion on popular child health topics such as dangerous child health practices, immunization, infant feeding, developmental milestones and so much more. You also get to ask questions on these topics and listen to answers to real-life child health issues by a pediatrician. Ask the Pediatricians Foundation is devoted to health education and information of parents and caregivers of children in the community to support you in raising healthy children. Don't miss Ask the Pediatricians with Dr. Bami because it's informative, educative and interactive. Ask the Pediatricians Hour, the program for caring parents. Hello everyone and welcome to a fresh episode of Ask the Pediatrician Hour on whichever platform you're listening to me or watching me this beautiful day. I really want to say thank you so much for joining us. Ask the Pediatrician Hour is a program devoted to educating parents about important issues that affect the health of our children. This program is brought to you courtesy of Ask the Pediatrician's Foundation. Our mission on Ask the Pediatrician's Foundation is to ensure that no child dies from preventable conditions or illnesses and what we do is to make sure that parents have the right information that they can use to ensure that their children are well and healthy. So we are fully committed to the health and the welfare of your children. And that's why we bring this program to you every week. Uh, some of you are listening right now on Fresh Waves Radio. I want to especially welcome you. And for those of you also listening on the Ask Dr. Gbemi podcast, you're welcome. I want to thank those of you who are watching us on Ask Pediatrician's Foundation Facebook pages and Facebook groups. You're beautifully welcome. And also those who are watching on our YouTube channel, you're also welcome. And for those who are watching on Fresh Waves Radio Facebook page as well, you are all welcome to today's broadcast. I am Baby Salaboide, um, a pediatrician, and I'm going to be your anchor for today's episode. And remember that if you have any questions on the topics that we discuss on this program, you can always ask your questions by going to ask the pediatrician's Facebook groups. Our groups are open on Facebook from Mondays to Saturdays, 24 hours daily. You can post your question there and our professionals will give you answers. And of course, you can also send us an email at drbemisola at axipediatricians.com and I will try and answer them. And remember that once in a while, we also actually do a live question and answer section on this program. And this year, the way it's going to be is that I'm going to spend the first half hour or so to discuss the topic, and then I'm going to spend the rest of the time to answer questions that people have actually asked uh, previously related to that topic, because you may actually find that the question you have is also being answered in that uh 
question and answer session. All right. So once again, I want to specially, specially welcome you. I want to encourage you to please share our videos, share the podcast, share the link to your friends and family, anyone who is a caregiver of a child and let them come and learn so that they will be able to take care of their children uh well so thank you so much everyone for joining us so today i'm going to be talking about a very important topic and that's what we're going to talk about uh, we call it growth in children all right so a few weeks ago i talked about uh the topic of uh, what we call child survival strategies and I talk about the different things that we as parents can do. These are simple things that we can do to ensure that our children are healthy, to ensure that children do not die. And one of those uh, child survival strategies is actually what we call growth monitoring and promotion growth monitoring and promotion and what I'm, I'm going to do for the next few weeks is to take each of those chats of our strategies that we have discussed in you know about seven eight of them and we're going to break down uh, each of them into uh, more practical application and so that you really understand when we say growth monitoring when we say growth promotion what does it really mean? That's what we're going to be doing in the next uh, few episodes. And today I'm starting with growth monitoring and promotion. So let's talk about growth in children. So why is growth something so important? Why do we need to talk about it? First, what is growth? I guess that's, I always like to give a definition of whatever we're saying. So when we talk about growth, it simply means increase in size. So when it comes to children, you know, they're actually born very small. Most children are born weighing maybe 2.5 kilos. Some of them may be weighing 3 kg. A few have been shows one may weigh 4 kilos and <laughs> some a little bit more. But average weights at birth for most children is between 2.5 to 3.5. But we all know that within one year, that child has increased in size from that 2.5 kilo birth weight to about 10 kilos at the first birthday. So that is what we meant by growth. That is the increase in size of the child. And of course, one of the things that is unique to, to, for those of us who work with children uh, is the fact that children grow. Unlike most of adults, you know, every average adult is 70 kilos. <laughs> so we all know that that's not true. But what I'm trying to say is that most adults have like a constant weights, you know, but children are expected to increase in size until they reach adulthood. So growth is one of the hallmarks of childhood. It's one of the things that makes children different from adults. That's what makes those of us who practice pediatrics different from those who practice adult medicine. All right. Another unique thing about children is development. So when children are born, they are completely helpless, completely dependent on another human being for everything, for food, for their cleaning, for everything. They can't even talk. Somebody has to communicate for them. But over time, they become 
an independent human being who can talk for themselves, who can move by themselves, who can hit, who can say their own feeling, opinion about issues. That is what we call development. So most time people always talk about growth and development. But today I'm actually going to just talk about growth in children and why it's so important for us as pediatricians to ensure that children are actually growing appropriately because when children are growing well is helps them to handle any other challenges that can come across their way or however for children whose growth are not uh, uh, you know as it should be, whether their growth are stunted or they're failing to thrive, depending on whichever terminology we use, it means that that child is not growing as we expected. And such children are more prone to succumbing to any emails or challenges that may come across their way. So that is why growth is so important. In fact, 50, the underlying cause of death in 50% of all deaths of children below the age of five years is actually malnutrition. In other words, no matter what eventually killed the child, whether it's malaria, whether it's diarrhea, whether it's measles, whether it's pneumonia, the reason why that child succumbed in more than 50% is because the child is already undernourished or malnourished. So children whose weights are already low, the same malaria that a child who has a normal weight will face, when they have it, it's become like severe malaria for them, and they are likely going to die from that illness compared to a child who has a normal weight because they, they are able to resist and fight, and you know, their body system is able to defend you know the body against that illness and so that is why it's so important that when even when children are not sick they maintain a good weight okay so it's so important and that is why we as parents we need to monitor the growth of our children all right so it is something we do jointly with you we pediatricians we monitor the growth of our children and that is why every time you step into a facility with a doctor we are asking for the baby's weight to be checked. Even though you check it a week ago, we still want to check it again because that is one of the least things we can do to ensure that your child's health is good. You know, so we have to monitor their weight and we also monitor the heights. You know, sometimes we also monitor the head uh, size, what we call head circumference. We are making sure that the brain is also growing, especially for children below the age five years so when we're talking about growth it is so so important that we and you as parents we monitor the growth of our children so what i'm going to do first is to talk about what we expect the growth of our children to look like and then how can you monitor so that you can know whether it is you know age appropriate or not and if it is not age appropriate why what could be responsible for a child who is not growing well and what can we do about it to correct that, to make sure that the child's growth is optimal? So that is what we're going to talk about today. Because like I said, once our children are growing normally, then they are strong and they're able to fight infections and diseases on their own because the immune system will be strong. But when the children are already uh, uh, malnourished or their growth is stunted, then they're likely going to 
has succumbed to any illness that may come across their way. All right, so let's start by how, what is a normal expectation when it comes to growth? Because children do not grow exactly the same all through their lifetime, okay? So there are periods of what we call rapid growth, and there are also periods when this growth is a little bit slow. So you need to know what to expect. So when children are born, usually, uh, at 2.5 to 3.5 kilos. By the time they're about a year old, we expect them to be weighing 10 kilos averagely. Now, I need to really stress the fact that every figure that I'm mentioning here today is average, okay? Some children may be a little bit bigger, some may be a little bit smaller, but, you know, everything is within a normal range. However, there's a cutoff point at each end. In other words, once you drop below this particular cutoff point, then we begin to worry that the weight is too small. Or once you go above this particular cutoff point, then we begin to worry that the weight is too small. And because the weight is not the same throughout their lifetime, there are methods by which we can know whether our children's weight is okay or not. Okay, so a lot of parents, one of the most frequently asked questions on active pediatrician Facebook group is, oh, Dr. Bemi, my baby is weighing X, Y, and is that okay or not? And, you know, mothers always want doctors to confirm whether the weight is okay or not. However, there are many ways by which you can do it yourself, and you don't have to see a pediatrician to know whether your baby's weight is okay or not. So I'm going to teach you all those do-it-yourself method that you can use to monitor the weight of your children. The easiest method in this age now, you know, all of us are using smartphones, all of us are on internet. Most people have internet access on their smartphones is to go online or download apps that monitor growth. So there are many apps that have been produced by most of the pediatric organizations, the RCPCH in UK, the CDC in US, WHO, and if you download, and even some other private uh, apps, but once you go into your phone app store and you put in growth monitoring app or something, baby, baby monitoring, baby weights or things like that, it will give you a list of those apps and you can just download one of them to your phone. And once you put that in your phone, if you put the baby's weight and the date of birth of the baby and the gender of the baby, the help will quickly come back and tell you your baby is on this percentile or on that percentile. So anything above 50 percentile, we are happy with it and anything less than 95th percentile. So the 5th and the 95th percentile are the ends, you know, those are the lowest and the upper limits of what we want, all right? Like I told you, there is no one weight that is normal, okay? So everybody, we are not exactly have to be on the same figure. So everybody, maybe 0 0.5, 0 0.1, we're a little bit different, the same thing with children, but there's a cutoff point, which is the after the fifth percentile, it becomes a, a problem. And if you go above again, so when we talk about growth, it is not only when it is low that we worry. When it is too much as well, it's also a challenge for us. So we, we want it to be normal, all right? We want it to be between those two L extreme, the fifth 
and the 95th percentile. Most people will be on what we call the 50th percentile. So most of the time when doctors use figures like an average one year old should weigh 10 kilos, we're talking about the 50th percentile. That is where majority of people will, majority of children will be within the 50, 50% 50 of people will be around what we call the 50 percentile. But some people will be a little bit smaller than that and it's still normal. And some people will be a little bit bigger than that and it's still normal so you don't need to worry about that so download the apps and you can use it to monitor so once you weigh your baby whether at the clinic or in your house if you have your own skill you can put it in and then you can figure out whether okay this weight is fine or it is not so that is for those of you who have smartphones and you can download app and you have internet on your phone so that is i think is the easiest one and also if you don't want to download app you can also use some of those websites where you can put all this information as well and it also give you that same uh return and tell you whether it's normal or not so you can also use it on web applications like that for those of you who like smartphones or internet uh based approach however majority of people the easiest way to monitor your child's weight is that your child health record what's all of you call some people call it immunization card some people call it red book some people call it the green card some people call it rules to head card we all call it different names in different countries but no matter the name you call it whether it's a big big book or you say it's one single page pamphlet there is a card that your baby has where most of the time the nurses and healthcare workers record your child's immunization because that is the commonest most uh, um, use of that book that most of us know or that pamphlet or that uh, leaflet whatever you call it that's the commonest use that most people remember we tend to call it immunization card immunization record and all that but most of the time it is not just immunization that that's what we would call generically has child health record it is not only immunization that we record inside one of the things we also check and we should be recording inside that uh paper or book is the weight of the child okay so every time you go to the clinic has a measuring your child's weight they need to write it down and they need to write it in that child health record now in that child health record most of them has one page where there's what look like a graph okay there's something there that looks like a graph the uh you will see like you know if you remember the, our mass you know you have where they write the weights down and then on this usually on what we call the vertical axis and then they also write the uh, age of the child. Some will write it in months, maybe up to two years, and they will start writing it in years. So they will write it age, and they will put whether it is in months or it's in years, and you can see that as well. And then in that in that book in that uh, graph, you will see maybe about three lines. Some may have up to five lines, but it doesn't really matter which line. The advantage of that graph is actually for you to track your child's weight or growth. All right. So every time your nurse or your health worker measure the child's weight, they are not supposed only to write it down. They are supposed to plot it into that graph. Okay. So they are supposed to trace and you can do it yourself too. You trace the child's age. 
So you locate where your child's age is on that horizontal axis or the X axis for those of you who like math. And then you, if you trace it up, then you locate what your child weighs. Let's say your child is six months, you locate six months on the horizontal axis and you trace it up and then locate what your child is weighing. Let's say your child is also weighing six kgs. So you locate six kilo on the uh, y axis or the vertical axis and then you trace them trace the one down with the one up until they meet at the points and then you drop a point at the points where they meet okay so now what you now need to know is to look where that point falls within those lines that are drawn in that graph so usually for those that have three lines again the lowest line is the minimum that is normal okay and the topmost line is the maximum weight that will be normal for your child. And usually the middle line is like the 50th centile. That's the average for most babies. So as long as your child's weight is falling between the, the lowest most and the topmost line, that child is normal. Even if it's on the 50th, 50th line, the child's weight is fine. And usually every time you go from the one when you go for six weeks, you go for 10 weeks, you go for your 14 weeks immunization, each time the child should be weighed and that uh, line, I mean, the, the points in the graph should be noted there. And then usually we should be joining them together. And when we join them together, we should see that line going upwards. In other words, every time your child is weighed, your child's weight should be increasing. It should not remain on the same level so it should always go upwards so if the line if they plot the line is uh stationary or straight like a, a a normal straight line then that means that the child is not growing it means the child's weight is the same but if was the line should even point downwards when we join it together that is even more dangerous because it shows the child is actually losing weights okay so that all those so the essence of weighing children in the clinic is not just for us to tick a box and i'm also speaking to my colleagues uh, nurses doctors all those of us that weigh children and we parents we should also hold our healthcare professionals accountable we are not just weighing children just to satisfy all righteousness that we are with the child we need at every point in time to interpret what that weight means okay because sometimes i see children who have been going to clinics i've been going for immunization and i see their weights and i'm like who has been measuring this child because the, the child has been losing weight and nobody is doing anything about it i've seen a child who was 11 months old and was weighing four kilos okay four kilos is the weight of a <laughs> maybe a one-month-old child so if an 11 month old is weighing four kilo it is like all the red flags in the world and this child has been going for immunization i'm like who has been seeing this child and not thinking no that this child has been not gaining weight or what's the child has even lost weight so you know we're able to help that child and thank god within two months that child's weight was uh went to eight kilos you know so but that was because somebody picked it up. But if we just keep weighing and we're not picking up and we're not addressing and we're not interpreting it, 
then that means we are not monitoring the growth of that child. One day that child is just going to become part of those statistics and the child is just going to drop off completely, you know. So we don't want that to happen. So that is why every time you step into the hospital, I don't care what you have gone to the hospital for, your child must be weighed. Okay, some parents have complained to me on HTP uh, in some parts of our of Nigeria, especially that some healthcare workers have told them they can't weigh their baby every day or they only weigh twice a month or whatever. That is absolute nonsense. Okay, if they tell you such, ask or demand to speak to the manager or whoever is in charge of that center. If they don't say who is in charge, you can raise it up with the Commissioner for Health or the Ministry of Health in that state because it is wrong. Every time a child goes into an health facility, that child must be weighed and you don't have to pay for that. It is part of the service minimum that must be provided for every child that goes into a health center. Every time the child must be weighed and they must write it down in your child health record, your immunization card, whatever the name they call it, your green card, they must write it down and they must plot that graph inside it. It's so important and they must interpret it for you. So when they finish measuring your child, you must ask, is my child's weight, what is this, is it okay? And they must be able to explain it to you and I've told you how you can also know. So number one, the dots where the your child is weighing based on the age when it was measured must not fall lower than the lowest line. If it is lower than the lowest line drawn on that graph, that child is on the weight. You need to see a doctor, you need to see a pediatrician. If it's above the topmost line, that child is overweight. You need to see a doctor, preferably a pediatrician. As long as it's between the two, you know, lines, the lowest and the uh, the topmost line, that weight is fine. However, when next you go and they measure and they join the line, the line must never be straight. If the line is straight, so the way your baby has six weeks, 10 weeks, 14 weeks, they join the line together, it must not be a straight line. If the line is straight, that child is not gaining weight, Okay. That child's is, weight is static, is plateaued. So that is a warning signal. That's an amber sign. That is a warning signal. Something is wrong. A child's weight should not remain the same. So if that is the case, that child needs to be flagged up for a doctor to say, why is the child not gaining weight? What can we do about it? Because we still have time to do something about it and we need to fix it as quickly as possible. But if you now go again and maybe they do the weight and the line actually comes down, instead of going up, it's going down the other way, that is a red flag, okay? That child is losing weight that child is not not only growing. That child weight has not only uh, growth has not only arrested. The child is now losing weight. That child needs to be admitted to the hospital. That child needs to be managed. That is an emergency. That child has to be treated immediately. Okay, when a child is losing weight. So this is very very important. This is how we monitor the growth of our children. And I know every mother, every father, every caregiver of children 
you have that card, you have the book, please use it, okay? Use it to monitor the growth of your children. Don't take excuses for your child not being weighed, for the weights not being written, for it not being plotted, for it not being interpreted. You must always make sure that is done. And if your child falls into any of the abnormal uh, kind of presentation I've mentioned, you must see a doctor, you must see a pediatrician so that we can sort it out as soon as possible. So that is number two method of measuring or monitoring your child's growth. One, you can download an app. There are different apps. Most of them are free. You don't pay anything. Two, you can use your child health record. And every time you go to hospital, you must always go with your book or your card so that they can always write it. Don't forget. Some of you, it may just be an exercise book where they write it. At least go with one and make sure they document clearly. And you must keep that record very safe because it's something that we normally use. Anytime you go to see a pediatrician, we always ask you, where's your child's green book, red book, uh, green card, whatever. Every In different countries, they call it different names, but we all know what we meant by that. You must always give it to doctors to check to make sure that child's immunization is okay, child's weights have been monitored, child is gaining weight. It is very, very important. Okay, that is the second method. It's another method is you can have an idea of what is normal, I mean, weight for each age. So I always experience some of the simple ones that you can easily remember. You don't have to cram everything and you don't have to weigh children every day and be monitoring whether they have gained one weight, one, kid, one gram today. Or so. No, you don't have to do that. But there are some milestone um ages that we can remember so like i said usually when children are born 2.5 3.5 they usually would double their birth weight by six months so most children again remember averagely so if your child is not uh, exactly eating it don't start to worry or panic about that so but averagely children would double their birth weight by six months so let's say a child was born three kilos by six months, the child should weigh at least six kilo. That is doubling. So that happens between five to six months. It can happen a little bit earlier, so don't start to panic if it happens a little bit earlier. That's the challenge of using this method because people begin to worry so much about it. But the best method is those graph one or the hap one because that takes care of the variation between the 95th and the 50th center. So there's a wide range of what is normal all right so but just to have some rule of the thumb or guide they should double their birth rate by six months five to six months they should triple by one year so 3.5 by one year they weigh 10 kilos or three kg you know usually they should weigh nine to ten kilos by one year they should have triple their birth weight and by Two years, they should have quadruple the blood weight. So by three years, they should be weighing like 12 kilos, three kg, six kilo, nine, nine to 10, 12 kilos at three years. All right. So this is our rule of the term. So again, you can also remember that averagely a one year old should weigh 10 kilos, averagely. Okay. So there's also what we call between 80%, 80% or 120%. So as long as the child weight is still within 80% of what is the average 50, so that 
is fine. So if the child is weighing 8 kg, even at 10, at one year, that is still with normal, it's 80%. But only the child begins to drop below 8 kg at one year, then we'll begin to worry about on the weight. And if the child is weighing 12 kilo at one year, it's still, that's the upper limit of normal and it's still okay. But just because you can't keep so many figures in your brain, let's just remember a one year old should weigh 10 kilos, two year old should weigh 12 kilos, three year old should weigh 14 kg, four year old. So after one year, they just had two kg every year until about five, six years. So one year, 10, two years, 12, three years, 14, four years, 16, five years, 18, six year old, 20 kilos. So that is averagely what the children weigh. The height is also important, but why we don't often use the height to monitor is because there are other factors that affect height. For example, the parental height. Some parents are short. You're not going to have tall children, okay? So usually when we want to look at height of children, we do what we call mid-parental height. We compare the height of the father, the mother. We had it, we will divide it. And there's, you know, it's not as simple as that. Then we will now use it to predict what the height of children. So it's a lot more complex. Usually it's the our pediatrician that tends to do that because most people in health centers, our, our uh, average healthcare workers at that level, they don't have time to do that. So that's why I, so if you think your child is too short, you can see the doctors, pediatricians, or you know, most people don't worry about being too tall, though sometimes too tall can also be a problem. But the easiest one that we normally use for growth monitoring is the weight of the children. So I've talked to us about weight of our children and uh, how to monitor it and why it's important that children should have good weight that is age appropriate so that they are strong and their immune system, they're able to fight infections and all that. So what if there's a problem with the weight? How do we know there's a problem? So I've told you it can be up to an end. They said that the weight is too small is too much okay both of them worries us all right the most that people tend to worry about is when the weight is too small and what we call either on the weight malnutrition different methods failure to drive there are different terminologies i'm not going to bore you as parents with the technicalities of those different terminologies but all i want you to remember is is my baby's weight below what is expected or above what is expected, and what do I do? Now, the most common reason for weight being too small is, you know, nutrition. So that's what we talk about, malnutrition, but it is not every uh, poor growth that has to do with malnutrition or food, okay? So sometimes there are other factors, but we all know that food is obviously number one, all right? So children need to eat well so that they can gain weight so that they can grow appropriately and we've already talked about how we should feed our children and we're still going to talk about it for the first six months breast milk only after six months continue to breastfeed and begin to give other food variety food that gives energy food that has protein that build up our fats and oil um our fruits and vegetables of course dairy especially if you're not breastfeeding so those are the things we need to make sure and of course the frequency the quantity we need to make sure we feed our children well all right so sometimes if you are feeding the children well they should gain weight okay but if you are doing the right feeding you're feeding them well you're doing all the things you should do and the child is still not gaining weight 
then we need to look and say, is there other problem? So children who are sometimes have chronic illnesses, you know, or chronic diseases, sometimes they do not gain weight well. So no matter how much of food we give to them, for example, children who have got holes in the heart, cardiac diseases, they may not gain weight well, okay? We may sometimes have to fix that disease first before the child begins to gain weight. So we need to do operation of the heart. We need to manage, we need to give drugs for heart failure and all that. Or sometimes some children have kidney diseases, okay? So some children will have all these kind of conditions they may not gain weight worse. And sometimes it is the first time, it is the fact that the child is not gaining weight well, that we will know that there is a problem. So that is why you don't just assume everything is food. So if you think it's food, you've been given the right food, the child is eating well, and the child is not gaining weight, then that means there's something burning off the food and not allowing the child to gain weight. And that is why you now need to see a pediatrician. So if your child is not gaining weight well, you are sure you are given the right food, then you need to see a pediatrician who can now evaluate that child to know, is there other illness? Is there something that can explain why the child is not gaining weight despite eating adequate quantity of the right type of food, you know, so that is the job of the pediatrician. Also, for those of us who live in uh, countries that have a lot of worms, you know, worm endemic, Nigeria is one of them. We need to deworm our children from age of one year regularly. We need to deworm them every six months. So deworming, because that's another thing that can make our children also gain weight, despite the fact that we're giving them good food and good quantity of food as well. But the worms are inside and taking all the food. So we recommend that we deworm the children routinely, regularly. Some of us overdo it every three months. No, twice a year is good enough. Every six months from the age of one year, because usually before the age of one year, children actually with their mothers, they are breastfeeding. They tend, they don't tend to go out and they don't tend to get exposed to you know, the eggs and the level of worms and all that. And most of the time, the food are prepared by mom. But then they about one year, they begin to walk around, they begin to touch things, they begin to, you know, get themselves exposed. And some of these worms coming through, penetrating through their leg when they are walking barefooted. Some of them through the unwashed fruits, veggies or food that they eat, you know, they can get the worms. And so we recommend, whether you see worms or not in the stool, we recommend that you deworm the children every six months from the age of one year to they're about five, six years old. Even for those who see worms, that means the child already has worms. Then we need to actually treat that one. It's not just the warming now. The one I'm talking about, the warming, is even when you don't see worm. That is the prophylactic one. We are just the warming, just to make sure the child doesn't have worms. But once the child has worms, you need to see a doctor so that the child can be properly treated. Because when we are treating those kind of children, we treat them for like three days and we repeat it in two weeks again. So these are things that we can do all right so um for children that are overweight sometimes it's a genetic problem so, so maybe some family everybody's big sometimes it's a endocrine problem it's another disease that is making them too big there are conditions where children are very big and that is why you don't just assume it is the food or that is how they're in the family even when children are too big we want them to see a doctor and sometimes we may need to see the pediatric endocrinologist they may have to investigate and then they'll be able to 
address uh, the reason why the child is overweight. And of course, we encourage our children to be active. We take away all the junk food, all these biscuits, pastries. No, let's give our children fruits. Let's give them vegetables, things that can help them to grow healthy. Uh, you know, that is what we should be giving them. So do your bit, but once you know you've done your be your best <laughs> in terms of feeding, in terms of healthy snacks and all that, and the weight is too small or the weight is too much, please see a doctor, preferably a pediatrician, so we can do further evaluation and we can recommend appropriate intervention. So that is how we deal with growth problems. So for the past almost 40 minutes now, I've been talking about growth in children. It is important that children should have, you know, they should grow optimally, you know, so that they can um, deal with any infection. It will strengthen the immune system and they're able to handle any infection or anything that may come across cross their way. And I've told us how to know whether the weight is normal or not. And I've told us what to do if we think there is a problem with the weight. All right. For the many few minutes I have on this program, I'm just going to take a few questions based on some of the questions people have asked. So somebody is asking here, why does formula babies look bigger than exclusively breastfed babies why do formula fed babies i guess that's what the person is asking looks bigger than um exclusively fed breastfed babies so thank you for that question now i need to really stress something uh sometimes mothers especially uh we're always looking for our babies to be big and to be very chubby, okay? I actually wrote an article on help feed my baby is not chubby because that's another very valid question. Uh, mothers especially ask the pediatricians, my baby is not chubby. Now, everybody wants be fat, fresh babies. And I always joke that you want to eat them. All right, now, listen, the, the pediatricians, we are not looking for chubby babies. No, we are not looking for chubby babies because... Chubby doesn't always mean healthy, all right? We're looking for healthy weight babies, okay? If you remember when I started, I talked about the extreme. Too low and too much are not good. Both of them are not good. So we want healthy weight, all right? And healthy does not necessarily mean chubby, all right? So that is why we don't rely on the look we rely on the scale, all right? That's why we put the baby on the scale and we check the weight and we look at it whether it is normal weight or not. Now, why am I stressing this? That babies that are fed on formula tend to be chubby. They tend to look very big and pumped up, but it is not good, all right? When children are overweight, they overdrive what we call the pancreas at the early age, all right? And so the body has produced a lot of insulin to deal with that. That is already setting up such babies for uh, what we call uh, metabolic diseases like diabetes mellitus, insulin-resistant diabetes mellitus in future, all right? This is one of the reasons we don't want you to feed your babies with formula. Breastfeeding your baby actually protects them against obesity, against diabetes, and other metabolic conditions in the future, because right from a baby, you're already priming them up 
to have those problems in future. So even though formula fed babies may look bigger, it is not good bigger, all right? It is not good for them, all right? So, but when you breastfeed your baby, they will gain weight, but it will be healthy weight, all right? So that is what we want. We don't just want big, we want healthy big. We want healthy normal uh, weight. So a lot of mothers panic and they're like, maybe it's not looking big and all that. Then what is the weight of your baby? Because you all remember, that's the first person we're going to ask you, what is the weight? And then they tell us, when I'm like, the weight is good. Or some mothers will say, oh, my baby is actually losing weight. Uh, the baby has lost weight. It's not gaining weight as before. And then we ask for the weight. It happens that the child though has lost weight, but the child was actually overweight before. And now the child is actually coming down towards its normal weight. So we want healthy weight, which is why it took so much time to tell us to, how to know what is healthy weight. That is more important than big or chubby arrow. All right. I hope that has helped those who have the question. And let me quickly also say that your babies will not keep gaining weight the same way for the rest of their lives, okay? Because when they are small, mothers want them to gain weight very fast. Then they become overweight as teenagers and their mother wants them to lose weight, okay? So you really need to remember that they are not going to gain weight the same way as before. The very first year of life is the most rapid period of growth. It's like, it's off the scale. The children gain weight so rapidly. So within first one year, they gain seven kg you know, from three, three kilos to 10 kilos, seven kilos in one year. But between one year and two years, the child is only going to gain two kilos because a lot of mothers always expect that they will keep gaining weight. And that's why it's also appeared that their rate of eating also slow down a little bit because they, are, they don't need to gain as much weight, okay? So from one year to two, it's only two kg they are going to gain. But from birth, to one year, they gain seven kg. So seven to two. So you can see that the rate of growth is going to slow down. And it's going to slow down for a while until they reach puberty. So when they get to puberty again, then we begin to see another burst of growth. And that's when they begin to grow taller than us and even bigger than some of us, the parents. So that is puberty, preparing them for their adult uh size and adult reproduction and all those uh, things that come with adulthood. So that is, those are the two phases where the growth is most rapid in children. But in between, it tends to be quieter. So we need to also remember that. All right, let's see whether we can answer another question about weight. All right, so this person wants to know if the baby's weight is okay all right so let's look at what the baby's weight is um so say good morning doc um i just want to post it so uh i'd like to know if my baby's bed weight is okay but with is 3.2 six weeks four kilos 10 weeks five kilos i'm on exclusive breastfeeding i mean this is like textbook weight gain all right so this baby is gaining like one kg every month that is okay all right so 
the baby's weight is fine, absolutely fine. I didn't mention that, but most babies will gain 30 grams a day. Remember, you as parents, you're not going to measure your babies every day, but we pediatricians, sometimes we measure them every day. And average time babies, they will gain 30 grams a day. So it comes to about 900 grams a month. So this baby is gaining one kg every month. That is lovely, all right? And so uh, for the preterm babies, they gain about 20 grams a day. So the rate of gain of their own weight is not the same like term babies. I need to stress that. And so for the preterm babies, when we talk about one year old for pre uh, term when weighing 10 kg, we're referring to the term babies, okay? For the preterm babies, before you compare their weights or their growth and their uh, what's it called? Their development, you need to correct for their age because preterm babies have two ages in codes. So they have what we call the chronological age, which is the age they were born based on the calendar that everybody. So if the baby is born on the 1st of January 2022, 1st of January 2023, everybody is one year old, whether they were born preterm or whether they are born term. But that is the chronological age. But for the preterm babies, we pediatricians also calculate what we call the corrected age. We always correct their age until they are two years so that we are fair on them. So if the baby was born at 28 weeks, for example, and another baby is born at 38 weeks, for example. Let's say both of them were born on the 1st of January, 2022. On the 1st of January, 2023, both of them will celebrate their first birthday. That's the one-year-old. However, the developmental age or the corrected age for the baby that was born at 28 weeks, it's not going to be one-year-old because that baby was born 12 weeks earlier than normal. So we normally will correct for that. We will subtract that 12 weeks from that one year. So at one year or 12 months, that baby is actually developmentally or corrected ages, nine months. So when we're looking at the weight, when we're looking at development for that baby, we're not going to be using that of a one year old. We'll be using that of a nine months old because that baby was born too early. And that is what we do. We correct it for the preterm babies until they are two years old. After two years, we expect them to have kind of caught up with the uh, term babies and we stop correcting. But because preterm mothers worry a lot because maybe as one year, their own baby is just weighing eight kg or nine kg and they begin to worry. But I always tell them, remember your baby chronological age is one year, but your baby corrected age, maybe nine months or 10 months, depending on how early your baby was born. So you don't need to worry or panic about the weight or the development of your preterm babies. You always have to correct it first before you start to uh, worry about, about it. So I hope that is helpful for those who tend to worry about um, the weight of the baby. All right, now let's go to another question. Uh, I just want to copy and put it up so that everybody can read it for those who are watching. Um, we're looking, we are just answering questions parents have asked about growth of their children. 
All right. So this mom is saying, good day, doctors. I'm a first-time mom. My baby is nine months old. He's not gaining weight. He's yet to start crawling. His current weight is 6.5 kg. All right. So if you remember what I said about babies, this mom didn't really tell us the birth weight of her baby, which is one of the things we always ask parents, what is the birth weight of your babies? It's always good to tell us birth weight so that and it's always good to tell her if your baby is pre-time or time, because we always want those background information before we jump head into the question. So an average nine months old, we weigh nine kg. An average nine months old, we weigh nine kilos. So uh, if we just look at this face value, maybe it's weighing 6.5, 6.5 over nine, which is what we expect should be about about 75% or so, which is a little bit low for the age of the baby. But what we don't know in this particular question is whether this baby is tam or not tam, whether this baby, what was the birth weight of this baby? Because some babies are born very small already, so we're not going to expect them to you know, follow the usual pattern. So we always need to have this information. But one thing mom is saying that baby is just feeding on pap and nursery bone. So for a nine month old, we expect them to feed more than just pap or more than just cereal, all right? So for this baby's way to correct, if let's say the baby is really a tan baby, but that was born, let's say, three kilos and is now weighing 6.5 at nine months. That is really low. That is on the weight. So we'll need to speak to mom and then give her good counsel. I find that most children do well when they're on exclusive breastfeeding because, you know, mothers don't have to do much about it, just breastfeed. Um, however, most parents struggle when it comes to the complementary feeding. And that's why we're still going to talk about complementary feeding. And I think this year I'm going to take complementary feeding again in small portions so that other parents get it. So we need to make sure, keep breastfeeding your nine month old, make sure you're giving the right quantity of food, not just power nutrition. This child, I can't see protein, I can't see beans, I can't see egg, I can't see fish, I can't see other things. All the other food at home, you know, you need to make sure you're putting the right quantity. If you're on our Facebook group, we have a guide session. We have these feeding videos that you can watch that gives you idea how often you should feed your baby, what quantity and all that. And of course, you can listen to past episode uh, on the podcast about infant feeding for the first 1,000 days. This is a very crucial period that we need to feed our baby. So if you've done all the right things about feeding the baby and your baby is still not gaining weight, you know, so then you need to see a pediatrician and then we can take it up from there. We need to check there's no health issues that can be affecting the weight of the baby. All right. I think that will be the last question I'm going to take for this broadcast. For the past few, almost one hour, we've been talking about growth of our children. We've talked about why it's so important, okay? A a, and a child that is growing well optimally is a, a child who is able to bounce back easily even after going through any health crisis. But a child whose weight is already compromised is likely to succumb. And that is why we want our children's growth to be always optimal. I've told us how we can monitor the weight on the hubs, on the our child health record, uh, you know, or just having this base, basic information of what is normal, what is 
abnormal and then what we should do to make sure our children are growing healthy make sure you give them the right food exclusive breastfeeding for the first six months keep breastfeeding until two years but from six months please add other food and not just only power please give variety including protein including uh, uh, fruits and vegetables, you know, and why you keep breastfeeding as well. Let's warm the children from age of one year every six months. If let's make sure every time we go to the hospital, the children are weighed and it's documented and it is plotted and an explanation is given. And if for any reason the weight is below what is normal or above what is expected, please let's see the doctors, let's see our pediatricians so that they can fix whatever is, they can investigate further and fix whatever may be wrong. Because growth monitoring, growth promotion is one way by which we can ensure that our children live and not die because it is a very, very important choice of our strategy. So thank you so much for listening. If you still have questions, remember to go to Ask the Pediatrician's Facebook group from Monday to Saturday, any time of the day. Drop your questions and we'll try our best to answer them. Or if you want to send me an email at drgwemisela at askthepediatricians.com, you can do that as well. You can watch and listen to past episode on Ask Dr. Bemi ATP podcast, on Ask the Pediatricians Foundation YouTube channel, on our Facebook pages, Facebook groups, and also on Fresh Waves Radio Facebook. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you again next week. It's another very important topic that relates to the health of our children. Meanwhile, keep taking good care of our children. God bless you. Have a wonderful day, and it is bye from me. Are you a mother, father, or you are involved in caring for children? If yes, then listen to Ask the Pediatricians every Thursday by 10 a.m. for insightful discussion on popular child health topics such as dangerous child health practices, immunization, infant feeding, developmental milestones, and so much more. You also get to ask questions on these topics and listen to answers to real-life child health issues by a pediatrician. Ask the Pediatricians Foundation is devoted to health education and information of parents and caregivers of children in the community to support you in raising healthy children. Don't miss Ask the Pediatricians with Dr. Bimi because it's informative, educative and interactive. Ask the Pediatricians Hour, the program for caring parents.